0: One of the things that uh, I suppose I want to talk about is the fact that we're at a time when lockdown is beginning to lift a little bit, so um, Mike is actually now, we're part of the same support bubble or whatever it's called, we're we're part of the same social bubble Uh, as of the rule change yesterday, um, which is going to be fun. Beth and I are currently debating which of the two of us is going to have the job of cutting his hair. Uh, I think we're going to decide it on a coin toss. He hasn't realized that that's what we're planning yet, but we feel like we have an immoral obligation to take it in hand. Um, but even though certain things are starting to lift, the, the reality is we're still facing quite an uncertain future. And lots of things in our world are very upset at the moment. Now, some of that is a good thing. Um, some of those things need to be reset. Um, as you know, Mike referred to a few minutes ago, but lots of it is, is for bad reasons. And lots of it is, is it can be um, unsettling. And, and as human beings, I think it's really normal for us to want to know what's coming next, what's around the corner. Um, and we're in a position where we don't know. We don't know what the future holds for our world or for our nation um, or for us personally. And it's really hard to know how can we then navigate this time How can we live well in this season? One of the the things that I've been wondering and and thinking through is is how for so many people in the Bible, um, what we've just said of facing an uncertain future, not knowing what's around the corner, is, is a reality for us now. That was a reality for them too. And we read their stories with the benefit of hindsight thousands of years later, knowing how they ended. But they had to live the story and they didn't know what was on the next page, let alone what was at the ending. Uh, They had to work out, how do I live in a world that seems um, to be so unstable when I've got a call from heaven, a call from God? Um, How do I do that? The chapter uh, that Jesse just read some of to us is, is this amazing chapter in the book of Hebrews that talks about person after person after person who had to... Um, navigate life in this kind of environment. And what they're commended for, you'll have picked it up from the passage, is they're commended for their faith. In a nutshell, they're they're commended for their simple confidence in God, um, for their choosing to believe and to trust in him, despite the circumstances and despite the evidence. And I know it's not rocket science. I know that this is um, very foundational for us as Jesus' people. And if you've been following him for a little while, I don't think this will be new to you. But uh, I've been coming back again to the fact that the only way I'm going to be able to face the future, um, not knowing what it's, what it's going to be, uh, with confidence and with peace, with, with a goal not just of surviving it and getting through it, but hopefully with, with the, the opportunities, taking them in both hands to, to grow God's kingdom and to advance his cause, the only way I'm going to be able to face that, and the only way any of us will, is with faith. Um, it's, it's by trusting him. And the way that Corrie Ten Boom put it once is she said, um, never be afraid to trust an unknown future to a known God. Put another way, we don't know what's around the corner, but we do know who is in our corner. We do know who we're going into the future with. And um, when it comes to faith, I've always felt personally that my faith is inadequate. And I've always wanted to have more faith. And I think every Christian I've ever met um, feels a little bit like that. And so one of the things I've been trying to work out is, well, how can I grow faith in an uncertain and an unstable time? How can I how can I nurture faith? And I think nurture is the right word for it. Just a few weeks ago, I was, um, I was walking near where Ruth Yule, who's one of our pastors, lives, and uh, I bumped into her. She was out on her driveway, heckling people. And uh, he, she and I had a little chat, and she told me just before I left, she said, do you want some sunflowers? And she she came out with this kind of planting tray with little pots of soil in it where she'd planted the seeds and they just started to come up, these delicate little sunflowers, and she gave them, uh, gave them to me to, to take back to my house. And I've I don't know very much about plants, but I do know they need sun. <laughs> they need water, they need some good soil. That's that's basically it. So I, I took these little plants that she gave me and I've 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 um, given them those things. And uh, the, the flowers were a gift. But but what I then had an opportunity to do is, I suppose, nurture them and and put them in the right environment so that they strengthen and so that they grow. So it is with faith. It's a gift to us. God the Father, he gives us our faith. And yet, we can partner with him. And we can, I suppose, be really intentional about making sure that we can create conditions um, create an environment in which faith is going to thrive and it's going to flourish and it's going to develop. One of my hopes, um, when we when we look back at these days, is wouldn't it be wonderful to be able to say, yeah, that season was incredibly hard, but do you know that season? When I look back at it now, that was a time when my trust in God really matured. It it really grew to the next level during those days. What can we do to create that kind of environment to nurture our faith? Well, Hebrews 11 goes on. We didn't read all of it. And uh, and then it runs into Hebrews 12, having just listed this incredible um, bunch of people who've just gone for it with faith. Then in Hebrews chapter 12, verse 1, it says this. Therefore, since we are surrounded by such a great cloud of witnesses, all the people who've gone ahead of us, who've trusted God when circumstances have been difficult, since we are surrounded by such a great cloud of witnesses, let us throw off everything that hinders and the sin that so easily entangles, and let us run with perseverance the race marked out for us, fixing our eyes on Jesus, the pioneer. And perfecter of faith. And um, I think there's just a few things that I want to mention here that can help us nurture our faith in a difficult time. The first one uh, is is really obvious. It says, keep our eyes on him. Fix our eyes on him. Fix our eyes on Jesus. You'll, you'll probably know that I've got four little boys. And so that means I've been with Beth uh, four times when she's given birth, and I've I've noticed that um, you know it's it it's a messy, chaotic, exhausting process, and that is just for the guys. And there've been many times when Beth has been um, kind of mid labour, and she has been physically knackered, you know, mentally tired. And the midwives have, um, in moments like that, some of them have stepped in and they've, they've spoken to her really strongly. And they've said to her, Beth, Beth, look at me. Look at me, Beth. And then once, once her eyes are on their face, then they've said, now this is what's going to happen next. This is what you need to do. And I'm no expert, but I think they do that because when everything's going crazy in the midst of labor and you are so exhausted and your emotions are all over the place, it, it, it helps ground you to have somebody look you in the face and communicate with you in that way. And we're in the midst of a, of a messy, chaotic season. And I think it's never not important to look at Jesus um, this is what we're, we're for now forever, to, to spend our time looking at our saviour. And yet, especially in these days where it's so tempting to have our eyes fixed on what's happening in the world around us, I think he would say the same thing. Hey, look at me. Look yeah. at me. When you feel like you've missed it or, you, you, you know, you're, you're, you're distracted, come back. Look at me. Um, again, to quote Corrie Ten Boom, and just to remind you, if you haven't read it, The Hiding Place is a fantastic read. And she, she goes through tremendous suffering. She has to endure a concentration camp. Um, so this isn't a glib uh, saying. She says this, if you look at the world, you'll be distressed. If you look within, you'll be depressed. But if you look at Christ, you'll be at rest. Um, And what she's not saying there is that we shouldn't engage with our world and watch the news. We should do that. Uh, We've got to make a positive contribution. She's not saying that self-reflection is wrong. It's a good and a healthy thing. But what she is saying, that it's only when we look at Jesus and our eyes are fixed on him that we'll even be able to make a positive contribution. It's only when our eyes are fixed on him that we'll find inner peace. If we look at Christ, we'll be at rest. And so um, it's, it's, it's gazing upon his face and looking at him. That helps nurture our faith because we're reminded of his faithfulness and we see afresh his character. How do we do that? Two things really practically that I think are really helpful. And again, they're probably familiar to us, but it's just worth reminding ourselves. The first is, is his word, coming back to it regularly. Uh, you know, it says in Romans chapter ten, verse seventeen, that faith comes from hearing, and hearing from the word of God. Uh, and put simply, his book speaks of him, and it shows us his character, and it tells us his promises, and it demonstrates to us how he's so so good on his promises. There's, mm-hmm. there's not a single promise that he makes that he doesn't then keep. And so, uh, I know that. It can be helpful at times if we're struggling in a particular area, let's say finances, to come to the Bible with that question about, can I trust you in this area, God? Because it feels like if I look at my situation, it looks pretty bleak. I want to look at you in in what you say in this area. And we'll see there that what he says is he reassures us of his provision for us. And he teaches us about how to live with money. If we're struggling to trust him with people that we love, and I know that's, that's a big fear for me, then what we can do is we can come to, to look at how does Jesus care for people and get to know his heart a little bit in that area. And again, taking it really practically, this is an area I struggle to trust God with. Okay, so what does, what does the word teach us about his heart and what he's like there? Um, another thing that, that I, I find helps me fix my eyes on him as well as kind of meditating on his truth is speaking his truth. Um, it's, it's saying it aloud. There's, there's, there's a power in confession. Uh, and that can mean confessing our sins to one another and opening up about, about what we struggle with and where we've gone wrong. But there's, there's also such a thing as confessing faith, uh, of almost declaring the truths of God. And the Psalms are full of this. So if you read the Psalms, I love how honest and raw they are. They're just full of people saying, this is horrific and this is awful. And where are you? And I don't understand. And I've got all these enemies. Uh, And and yet so often in the Psalms, having just poured out their pain and their confusion to God, so often the Psalmist then says, yet I will praise you yet I will trust you. Or they declare some other truth about God. Your love endures forever. You are my strong fortress. You are my hiding place. You are the one to whom I can always come. And and what I found some mornings, and I do it better some mornings than others, is that I'll get up sometimes just feeling like the opposite of faith filled. And just to spend a bit of time, just saying to myself, rather than listening to myself all the time, speaking to myself of the faithfulness of God and the goodness of God, or taking a scripture like a psalm, saying it aloud or singing worship songs to Him. I tend to do that really quietly, so I don't wake up anybody else. But just, I mean it, and and I, w- I want to praise you, God. And what I find is there's a there's a there's a strength that comes because I'm reminding my spirit and my soul. Of, of the truth of who he is. So we can, we can nurture our faith by looking at him. Second thing, and we're just going to do these ones briefly, is we can nurture our faith by um, by doing what he's told us to do. And so it says in the scripture, run the race with perseverance. Run the race marked out for you. Um, I remember uh, at a time when I was feeling quite low reading this, this um, story about a guy called John Wimber who was talking to somebody who was really struggling. And uh, he just, this guy just poured out his heart and said, I'm really finding life tough and this is hard. And and John Wimber's advice to him was so practical. He just said, yep, sometimes all we can do is put our shoes and socks on, go to work and pray in tongues. And the point wasn't so much about praying in tongues, I think, as it was about just praying. But whilst we're praying, put our shoes and socks on and go out to do what he's told us to do. And, and at a season like this, keeping going is an act of faith. You know, I know for, for lots of us in the church, we're key workers and we are knackered. We're absolutely knackered. Um, it's been a, an absolute killer the, 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 the last weeks. Sometimes what faith looks like is getting up in the morning, and going for another round. And so I'm gonna keep doing what I know you've put before me to do, Lord. For others of us, we're on furlough and we're at the opposite end of the spectrum. And our worries are, are we gonna have a job uh, when furlough ends? And how am I gonna fill my day at the moment? And again, uh, for us, an act of faith is getting up and facing another day and saying, how can I live this day as well as possible with you, God? It's what Mike would call the spiritual gift of plodding. Sometimes faith is just keeping going. Sometimes it's sheer obedience. Again, I remember hearing Mike say to me, he said it to me many times, because often I don't feel very faith-filled. You know, he said faith is more than an emotion. It's it's an action. And he, he said if you're not feeling full of faith, do you know what's a really good substitute for faith? Obedience. It's just this is what you have given me to do. This is the race for me today not for somebody else but for me so I'm just going to do it with all that I have and as we do that what we find is our trust again it grows and it strengthens final thing I'll say is um, in this little verse it talks about perseverance it says run the race with perseverance and and there's not a single person in the list from Hebrews 11 who didn't need a little bit of perseverance. It's tough and it's hard. And uh, and what can help us persevere is to find habits that ground some of these things, that enable us to, to fix our eyes on Jesus and to run the race every single day. Habits have a profound impact on um, on our lives, and they're, they're often things that we don't think about. That's the point. They're habits. They're things that we just thought about once, and then it just became unconscious for us. And so, if if a if a sunflower, for example, needs the light of the sun, and it needs to be watered, it also it grows when it's established in in good soil. And and kind of cultivating good habits, um, what some people have called spiritual disciplines. Mike's done a whole fantastic series on take heart recently on on helpful spiritual practices that we can do what what happens is if we're grounding our every day and our every week in these in these habits it doesn't feel like we change much but you know you give it a little bit of time and you look back and you think oh my word that you know, that's really beginning to make a difference now. In the same way that eating healthily for one meal probably isn't going to make a massive difference, but over the long term, but choosing healthy options regularly, we begin to really feel the benefits of it. One little habit that I've tried to um, try to do recently is I'm trying to get into the habit of if I feel like God has spoken to me about something or nudged me or reminded me, I want to try and obey Him quickly. Um, uh, I want my obedience to be timely and resolute, if I can put it like that, rather than half-hearted and sort of, you know, like weeks later. And there's, a, there's a, a at the end of my road, there's the street name and it has the, the motto of Watford written next to the street name and it just says, be bold. That's the, that's the slogan of our town, be bold. And every time I walk past that sign, which is virtually every day, It just those words just jump out at me. And I've tried to make it a habit when I walk past that little road sign of what was the last thing he's asked me to do? Have I done it yet? Okay, if if yes, good. Uh, If no, I want to do it. um, I want to do it today and I want to do it wholeheartedly and I want to do it boldly. Now, that's just a silly little example, but it's trying to make little habits that remind us. What could I do that would help me fix my eyes on him? fix my heart on him in the midst of all the chaos that's around what could I do that would just remind me you know what today I'm going to do what you've given me to do with all my heart what habits could we cultivate and what we'll see with our level of trust in in our garden in our our wonderful savior is that it won't change overnight but day by day by day uh, it'll grow Ruth gave me these delicate little sunflower seeds. And uh, like my boys, I kept going out every single day to see if it had turned into a massive sunflower overnight and it hadn't, but she gave them to me a few weeks ago. They have had sunlight and water and soil. And now you can see it's growing. And I know that if they keep getting a little bit of water and some sun and they stay in some good soil, then give it some more time and it'll be even bigger the same is true of our faith. This season for us is difficult, but it can become an opportunity where our faith in God grows and it sets us up for the years ahead.